0: I am blessed to be part of God's house. And and today I just want to speak to us. It's a new Sunday, a new month uh and and we are moving into a different place. You see we talked about breaking ground in the last month we've talked about it's a new beginning it's a new season so in a new beginning you need to break your ground and start something new and move to that new place and begin on to doing something else and and we have started we've started various things and, and i believe that even in your personal life particular things have started and and i and i'm trusting god to fulfill every word that he has spoken to us through us in us and, and, and he will make sure that you your and, and, and whatever concerns you will be good. Amen. Amen. I'm believing God for that. And, 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 and as I believe God for that, there's something that I want us never to forget. I don't want you to forget this, that, that we are children of the Most High because of Jesus Christ. I, 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 whatever we're going to do. Whatever we are talking about, all the projects and all the activities and everything we do, there is one underlying point that you and I should never forget that we have been called by God to show forth the glory of Jesus Christ. And so today I just want to speak to us that our gospel must not be hidden. I want to say to you, your gospel must not be hidden. The good news must not be hidden. Jesus must not be hidden in you. But Jesus must be made manifest. He must be evident in your life. Amen. Jesus must be seen in you. The glory of God must be seen in you. God desires that his glory must be evident in everything we do. Amen. You must reflect the glory of God. And so I want to speak to us from from that perspective that you see, as children of God, we must not lose sight of what we've been called to do. We must not lose sight of the reason for the grace of God. Jesus Christ came, died on the cross, rose again, is alive today so that we could be called Christians, children of the most high, so that we could enter into the kingdom and the glory of God, but also so that we can be the light to the world, so that he can be seen through us, amen. Jesus came and Jesus is alive today because of you and I. And we must not lose sight of that. And so our gospel is not hidden. I want you to go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we will read verse 1 to 11. Though I will read verse 1 to 11, I will only focus my talk today from verse 1 to 6. But 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I'm reading from the King James Version. If you're there, say amen. If you're there, say wait for me. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. If you're not yet there, you will find it. Just keep flipping the pages, scrolling on the phone. Uh, if you are in Hebrews, you have to flip backwards. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Paul is writing to the church at Corinthians, in, in Corinth. And the church in Corinth were, were a people that, were, that had all kinds of extremes. These these guys these guys had, had a love for God on one end and did also sometimes some of the worst and unimaginable things on the other. And there was everything else in between. And Paul is speaking to them and has been talking about how in chapter 3, he talks about how, you know, in Christ we have the joy of the Holy Spirit, that the kingdom of God is not about eating or drinking and all those kind of things. And he comes to this point and says, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we have a ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded their minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine to them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side yet not distressed. We are perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. I'm just going to read the next two verses. So then death works in us but life in you we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written i believed and therefore have i spoken we also believe and therefore speak i i i could I could talk on that verse 13 but but let's not go there today. I want to come back to verse 1 to 6 and I'll finish off on verse 7. Verse 1 to 6 and, and Paul is speaking about, about he, he, he talks and brings to light certain things here about one his faith and the faith of the apostles and secondly he's preaching and he's standing, his walk with God and that of the other apostles and he says that we are doing this so that we can show forth the glory of God. So that we can show forth the praise of God. And I want to start today and say the first thing you need to understand is from verse 1 where it says, Since we do hold and engage in this ministry by the mercy of God. There is a mercy of God. I've told you that a few weeks ago. That there is the mercy of God. There is the mercy of God that is only there to bring you into salvation. We were sinners by his mercy. We are now children of God. We were far away from God. By his mercy, we are now near. We were outside. By his mercy, we are now inside. And there is a second aspect of the mercy of God, which is what Paul is talking about here. He says there is a mercy that enables us to keep going. And I told you that the mercy of God is there to enable us to reach greater heights, to go beyond the fact that we are just born again, saved, washed by the blood of Jesus. But there is a mercy that enables us to achieve greater things for God. And Paul is saying, but by that mercy, we are here and we faint not. We have a ministry. A ministry is a service. A ministry is a work that you must do. Each and every one of us has a work, has a task, has a purpose that we must achieve, that we must accomplish. There is an assignment for you. This is why your being here on earth is not a mistake. It doesn't matter that mama had you when she was not expecting you. It doesn't matter that daddy ran away. It doesn't matter that you know nobody was there to guide you. The fact that you are on earth, whether you had a lot or you had nothing, the fact that you are here, says there is a purpose there is an assignment and there is a mercy that is available for you whether you were born in a society that fears God or does not fear God you have a purpose and you must hold on and find that purpose under God and there is a mercy that can help you to accomplish that hallelujah we must come to the place where we realize that there is a mercy that helps us to work a work to do a purpose to fulfill and accomplish a calling You and I have callings. You have a calling. Tell your neighbor, you have a calling. Now tell yourself, I have a calling. calling. You have a calling. You have a purpose. There is something you must accomplish. In the circumstances you've been through. In the things you've been through there is something that you must accomplish and so Paul says we have received this ministry and as we have received not only the ministry we have received also the mercy we faint not I am here to tell somebody do not faint in the purpose that God has called you do not faint in the task that God has given you it may not always be easy If you were to read the first, the chapter 3, you would see that Paul was talking about sometimes some challenges and some issues. In the chapter 4 we have written, he says, we are dying for your sake. We have to go through some pain sometimes for the sake of the gospel. But in all these things, we faint not. Somebody say, faint not. We faint not. I will not faint. You need to declare to yourself to say, I will not faint. It doesn't matter what challenge is there. It doesn't matter what situation I'm going through. I will not faint. Why? Because I've received mercy and that mercy enables me not to faint. My wife was speaking last week and saying, they that wait upon the Lord shall receive their strength. They shall run. They shall walk. They will not faint. They will not be weary. Why? Because there is a mercy that we have received and we've received that out of his hand, out of the hand of Jesus Christ for us to accomplish greater things. Hallelujah. You see, I I want you to realize that your life is not only about eating and drinking, about going to work and coming home. And, you know, there's more that you can do. Amen. And you must desire to do more. Say desire to do more. You must desire to to go higher, to do, to do greater things, to go deeper in whatever you are. Have depth and height. Have depth and height. Be like the cedar of Lebanon. You know, the cedar of Lebanon has roots that go deep and it grows tall. It has depth for height. And so should you also desire to have depth and height because we've received mercy hallelujah and so paul is saying you know what that mercy gives us all kinds of of grace the word used there the greek word that was used for mercy talks about grace it talks about favor there is favor and and within that favor comes all kinds of benefits and opportunities and 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 the greatest opportunity we have is salvation so there is grace And within the grace, there is favor. There are all kinds of opportunities and there are benefits. And so we must not get discouraged. Amen. Do not get discouraged. Do not be weary or exhausted because God is your help. Verse number two says, we have renounced disgraceful ways. You must renounce disgraceful ways. We condemn, you know, we commend ourselves. In the King James Version says, we commend ourselves to God and to men. You see, he's saying, I can recommend myself to you. I can recommend myself under God. I have no fear, I have no doubt of how God sees me. I commend myself to you. Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. You see, God can speak for us. God can vouch for me. I want to challenge you as a child of God. Can God speak for you? Maybe men might not be able to speak for you, but can God speak for you, firstly? You want to be in a position that God says, this is my son. You see, I'm challenged when Jesus comes up out of the water after he's baptized and the Bible says the heavens opened and God says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This is my son, I am pleased in him. Can God say that of you? I see God when you are speaking uh, about Job to the devil. You know, Satan comes and, and, and God says, have you seen my servant Job? Can God say, have you seen my servant, Farai? That's the that's challenge. Can God count on you and, and be able to speak about you in front of others? Have you seen my child who is a Christian? And even when the devil said, but you have put a hedge around him, God says, it's okay. I have full trust and confidence in Job. Go do whatever you think you want to do. Only do not kill him because I have full confidence and trust that you will remain my own. And Job remained God's own. When things come, when tough times come, do you remain God's own? When they come and start challenging you, do you remain God's own? Do you remain in the place where you will say, I am a Christian? When I I got born again, in the time that I got born again, this was somewhere in 1992, 93, there was a man, I got born again, fully born again in 1994. In 1992, 93, there was a man who used to come preaching and he would say, those of you that want to give their lives to Christ, I want to ask you a question. And the w- simple question was, if somebody were to come and stand here with a gun and say, all those that are Christian, stand on the firing line, are you prepared to stand in that firing line? And you know what? We were small boys. And the f- aspect of a gun just scared us to bits. But something burned in my spirit one day. Say, yes, I'm willing to stand up and say I will be counted as a Christian. And I don't know when you are here. So when tough times came, when situations started to arise, because I've said, No Jesus, I'm willing to stand up and be counted by you so that men can count me. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? You want to be counted by God so that men can count you. You want God to be able to recognize you so that men can recognize you too. So when I put my life and I say, Jesus, I am for you. When the parents came firing down this tongue, speaking what you are doing. You heard my dad. He was here. He told you this testimony. When it all started coming down, the fire was hot. When my chemistry teacher said he spends too much time in church. And this boy should not be doing this. When, when they started saying, we don't want you to be here. When people stood up and started to want to throw stones at me, started to beat me because of the gospel, I knew what I'd gotten into because I know I've got a commendation from the Lord. And when God is going to say, that is my son, men have no choice but to bless you. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? The challenge we have is we are often seeking men's approval. Rather than God's approval. And man's approval is temporary. But you want an approval that is of God. Because God is everlasting. Hallelujah. Our God is, I know you're very quiet today. This is a hard saying. but, But we need to be there as children of God. We need to walk with Jesus, live for Jesus, show Jesus in our lives, choose for Jesus, that Jesus is the one that says, that is my son, that is my daughter, full confidence in them. That is my family. I trust them with what I've given to them. That's where we need to be. When all the friends ran away, you see, they called me pastor in my university class, not because they were saying, ah, good pastor, you know, like the way you call me. You call me pastor out of respect, right? They called me pastor because they were laughing at me. You walk into biology class and say, the pastor has come in. They were not honoring me. They were mocking me. And so you've got to make a choice. To say, do I stand and say, yes, the pastor has entered the room. Laugh as much as you want, but the pastor has entered the room. And I declared to some of my friends after hearing the testimony of another brother, I declared and said, guys, I'm not going to fail in this class. If the pass mark is going to be lower going to be higher than the mark that I have they will have to change that past mark. And I tell you throughout my bachelor's never repeated a course never failed a course why because they made sure that I was always up and not down but I walked in and they say the pastor has stepped in laughing at me if God can speak for you if God can just vouch for you even men will have no choice but to put the things that belong to you into your hands hallelujah we need a people that rise up to say, God, I need you to commend me. Paul says that we commend to ourselves to you and to God in the sight of God. Why? Because we know that God is for us. Oh, we, we love to say God is, my, is for me. If God is for you, are you for God? Can he speak for you? If he is for you, he will speak for you. But you need to be able to be confident and to be sure that God is on your side. Amen. God is, 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 is on your side. And so he, he says, we commend ourselves in the presence of God and to every man's conscience. And, and as we do this. What is it that makes us come to the place where we can commend ourselves? And these are the things that he says. He says we have renounced disgraceful ways. We have, we have chosen to go away from secret thoughts that are not pleasing to God, from feelings and desires and, and, and underhandedness, from crafty things that are not glorifying God. We have taken these things out of our lives so that God may be pleased in us and we can be able to say to people, we are children of God. You know, some of us are embarrassed to say we are Christians because amongst our peers because the way we behave does not show Christ. People will be surprised to say, ah, you, a Christian, with the way you were doing what you were doing, we need to move to a place where people do not need you to say it, they just see it they just recognize it. Walked into a place one time and somebody asked me, are you a Christian? I looked around me and said, is there anything that is tagged, say Christian Farai is coming? There was nothing, but there's something they saw, something they heard that made them want to ask me, am I a Christian? And that's the place where we need to come to, where our lives uh, have renounced disgraceful ways. And he goes on to say, We refuse to deal craftily. We take away tricky practices. You know, so you, when you're talking about so you say, ah, that person is tricky. That person is tricky. It means you can't trust them. You don't know whether they are left or right, green or blue. They are tricky. They are somehow, somehow, so we so. God must help us to be black or white, to be hot or cold. Jesus says, the so-so people, I will spit them out. Read Revelations. You are neither hot nor cold. You are lukewarm. You are somewhere in between. Today a Christian, tomorrow non-Christian. No, be a Christian and stay a Christian. Hallelujah. Be saved and be fully saved. Jesus came to save us, deliver us, make us his own. Give us everlasting life. Give us a fulfilling life. It's there. The mercy is there. He's put the mercy at our disposal. So there is no need to be Christian in church and non-Christian outside of church. Hallelujah. There is no need to change your color like a chameleon. When things are tough, you go green. We flow with the people. Be seen for who you are. And what you must be is a child of God. Paul says we have, we have renounced all those things. We refuse to adulterate ourselves or to handle dishonestly the word of God. We don't manipulate the word of God. You know we manipulate the word of God. 419. We manipulate the word of God. And then we use the word of God to try to hide behind, behind it while we do all kinds of dodgy things. You know, nowadays, nowadays the gospel makes money. You know that. Should not even have to be telling you to be filling in pink shit. I could manipulate, give you prophecy, tell you your phone number, tell you what shirt you were wearing yesterday, who you were sleeping with the day before. And everybody could be, you know, and, and people could start coming to this place. I could engineer a few guys here, say, guys, when I call for healing, you walk up to the front. When I say, in the name of Jesus, you jump out of your wheelchairs, and we take back the wheelchairs we would have rented. I could fill up this place. (laughs) You hear what I'm saying? I I could just call some good musician who will come here, doesn't have to sing anything Christian. Fill up this place, take an offering, and have a lot of money. (laughs) But Paul says, we refuse all those things. We refuse to be manipulative. Why? Because we want the glory of God to be seen. We want the glory of God to be experienced by your life. We want the true nature of Jesus Christ to be known by you. I, I, could, I could tell you about prosperity. I could preach prosperity to you. Besides, I love to prosper. And I could make that the central theme of my message and tell you about seven ways to prosper and eight ways to keep your prosperity and 15 ways to make sure you prosper some more. I could do that. I could give you a good motivational word that helps you go through your studies. But if I do that and you miss heaven, my preaching is for nothing. We have been called to show the glory of Jesus Christ. We have been called to make sure that we go to heaven. It's about going to heaven. Tell your neighbor, it's about going to heaven. It's not about about, about, about all these other things. The things on earth are temporary. You see, even the sinner pays his rent. Therefore, what is the difference between you and the sinner? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. So your Jesus must be seen. You hear what I'm saying, church? Church. Even the sinner has a job. Maybe your boss doesn't even go to church. <laughs> and he earns more money than you. Huh? So what is the difference? The difference is Jesus Christ. Probably the guy who is persecuting you is, saying, is laughing at you about coming to church. You know what I mean? Why do you go to... I had somebody who saw me one time. I was preaching on the street here in Valken and said, Why are you suffering yourself? Why? Because they think, well, I have I a have PhD, you have PhD. I have a house, you have a house. And I can do whatever I want on a Sunday morning. I can sleep until 2 a.m. the next day. So why are you suffering yourself preaching in the cold street? What is it? The difference is something that's on the inside of me. There is a peace that I have that they do not have. And, and I could confidently talk to them about that which I have that was making me suffer myself, which they didn't have. Above all the other things they could say, you have medical aid, I have medical aid. We pay the same 107, you pay 107 to Aon. So what is the difference between you and me? When we are sick, we all go to Gail de Civalais. So what is the difference between you and me? The difference is the Jesus that you have in you. And the difference is what Jesus gives you. That you must show. Hallelujah. And so, child of God, you need to come to a place where you are not just a Christian for the sake of coming to church. Otherwise, there's no difference from somebody who slept in a pub. There has to be a difference, and that difference is in Jesus Christ. It's in you showing forth the glory of Jesus, showing forth that there is a higher way. There is a deeper place. There is a greater way to live. There is a bigger thing behind you. There is a more pleasant life that you find in Jesus. There is a peace that you cannot find anywhere else. There is a hope. There is a glory that can only be found in the living God. That's the difference. Hallelujah. That's the difference. And you and I must show it. So Paul says, we refuse to live disgracefully. We refuse to deal in a crafty way. We refuse to handle dishonestly the word of God. And and we speak the truth. We live in the truth. We speak openly the truth. We live by the truth so that we can be commendable to your conscience. So that you can have nothing against us. So that you can have nothing to pinpoint at us. <laughs> I was challenging, challenging myself one time to say, if people were to put me on the dock, will they find anything about me to discredit me as a pastor? And it's quite a challenge if I think about all the hundred of you and the many other people that call me pastor. If I were to say, tell me one, one issue, I'm sure you will all find a fault somewhere. But the challenge is to come to a place where you'll be able to say, I find no fault in him. Jesus says, Jesus, Jesus speaks and says, I, 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 I've come that they might have life and life in abundance. I am the life, I am the truth. You know, and, and the devil is the liar, but I am the life and I am the truth. I am the bread of life. I am the water of life. And he's saying all these things. And, and nobody, when even when they called witnesses against him about these statements and the things that he was saying, the Bible says the witnesses could not add up. They could not agree. Why? Because the devil had nothing in him. The devil had nothing in him. And that's the place where Paul is calling us to be. That we may be commendable. Can we commend ourselves to a higher calling in the mercy of God? Verse number three. Verse number three, he then comes and says, you see, our gospel is not hidden. Our gospel is not hidden. We are not, we are not Christians in the closet. Amen. I want to challenge you. Having told you that there is the mercy of God, we have received the mercy of God for the callings and the ministry that God has called us. Having told you that we must live above board, commendable in every way to everyone under the sight of God. Having told you that our lives must be like that, I want to say to you, church, your gospel therefore must not be hidden. Your Jesus must not be hidden in you. Do not be a secret Christian. Do not be a secret Christian. Do not be somebody who, who says, I'm a Christian only in secret. It's only your wife that's, that, that you're telling I'm a Christian. No, it should be everybody else that sees you. They should be able to see, this is a child of God. This is a Christian. Do not be embarrassed. Do not be shy about it. Paul says, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In other words, our gospel is open. It is clear. I used to have a poster which I received when I had just gone born again in 1994. And it says, walk when you, it it said something like, walk uprightly, walk right. You may be the only Bible some people will ever read. You may be the only gospel some people will ever see. And you know, I've determined ever since then that I want people to look at my life and desire to be like me. I want people to say there's something in him that I desire and so even in the workplace I told you the other day they said we need a counselor to help people here and I was now asking them why did you choose me and they said there's something about you that we thought we can bring people who are hurting who need comfort and you can comfort them and you can help them you can stand with them there's something about you what is it we don't know but there's just something about you. Can you tell us what it is? And it opens the door and I began to tell them about how I'm a born again child of God and how I love Jesus and how Jesus has helped me and how I'm a pastor and everything and all the rest of it. But there was something that we just saw. I Something they just saw. There needs to be something that's not hidden in you. Jesus must not be hidden in you. They may not be able to explain it on the first time, but they should see it. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? They should see it. They should see it. It must not just be we see some nice qualities. There should be something beyond the nice qualities. Oh, do you hear me, church? There's something, and that something must show up. So Paul says our gospel, if it is hidden, it is hidden for those that are lost. And these that are lost are those that have just chosen not to see it. But anybody else who chooses to see, they will see it. Anybody else who chooses. I had a neighbor one time who just said, oh, I just love you. And I told him, and I told him, come to church along with me. And he started coming to church. He started coming to church. He says, young man, he started coming to church. He started coming here. And it was just because he just saw what was something in us. And when living on Maraikawa and he just says, I just want to come and see your church. Just want to come and see. They must be, it must be evident. It must not be hidden. Don't put it under. Jesus says you do not light a candle and put it under a dish. A city is built built on a hill cannot be hidden. You are that city of God built on a hill. And you must be evident. You must show forth the glory of God in you. Show it. Tell your neighbor, show Jesus. Show it. He must be seen in you. Your life must change if you have Jesus, and it must begin to show more of Jesus. Speaking to somebody, and they said, I don't want to come to church because I don't want to change. (laughs) That's it. If you don't want to change, that's okay, fine. Because those that should come and walk with Jesus have no choice but to change. If you're walking with Jesus, Jesus must begin to show. Unless you are not walking with Jesus, then you will not change then you don't change. But if you're walking with Jesus, if you have Jesus in your life, then you're going to change. And you're going to change for the better. You're going to change for the better. You will not change for the worst. You will change for the better. And let me tell you something. The change that Jesus brings is higher and greater than the things we see on the face. Because many times people, when they say, I don't want to change, they are thinking about, ah, I don't want to stop wearing this kind of dress. I don't want to stop playing with this kind of person. Those are the changes they are afraid of. When you start working with the King of Kings, when you start living with the Lord of Lords, when you start interacting with the God who is above all other gods, all these other things become peripheral. This is why the preaching is not about, come to our church, we wear long dresses. No, come to our church, we have Jesus. The preaching is not, come to our church, we don't drink beer. The thing is, come to our church, we will be filled with the Holy Ghost. And when you are full of the Holy Ghost, you will not want to drink beer. You are, when you can be drunk with the power of the Lord God, High, you will not want to drink some fermented stuff. God is not fermented. He is as fresh as can be. And when you are full of the power of the Holy Ghost, the problem is we want to show things, on the we are too crafty. Come to our church, we are rustach. We are quiet, we don't stand too long. The sermons are short so that you can go back and eat your breakfast. No! When you walk with the king of kings, you begin to enjoy his word. You want to be in his presence. You want to be where he is. You don't want to leave. The Bible says of David that he says, I would rather be a day in thine house, O God. I would rather be a doorkeeper. Let me just keep the door, Lord. Let me just be there. What is he saying? He's saying, I found something sweeter, something so good. I want to be in the place where you are. I want to be and dwell in your house. When you have the Holy Ghost, Paul says the gospel is not about eating and drinking. It is about joy, righteousness, peace in the Holy Spirit. You know, it's because there's something higher. Oh, I tell your neighbor, there's something higher. Your gospel must not be hidden. It's, it's hidden to those that choose not to, not to walk with him. But God calls us to a higher place. On Friday night, I will talk about going higher or going deeper. I don't even know which out are struggling. Should I call it going higher, going deeper? The, the, the theme for our next night vigil is going higher, going deeper. Whichever way, there's depth for height. And you can only have depth for height when you walk with the King of Kings, when you live with the Lord of Lords, when you interact with Jesus. He said, Ah, you say, oh, your people pray too much in your church. It's only when you've experienced the goodness of God that you realize that 10 minutes is just too short. Having somebody pray for you is not enough. You need to pray yourself. Having somebody tell you the word is not enough. You want to hear it from God directly. Oh, am I speaking to somebody in this place? We need a people that are desired of showing forth the glory of God our gospel is not hid he said that the the things we are talking about are not obscure they are not covered up in a veil but but there are there's things we have found there is a knowledge of God that we have that must be manifest to everybody else amen we must show forth the knowledge of God and so he says he says in verse 4 The God of this world is the one who has blinded the unbelievers' minds so that they cannot discern the truth. Preventing them from seeing the light of the gospel, the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, the Messiah, who is the image and express likeness of God. You see, the the, the people outside are blinded by the devil. But there is a light in you that we can radiate around them until it breaks the darkness over their lives therefore this is why the gospel must not be hidden we have the glory of god in us christ in us the hope of glory jesus in you the hope of glory and that hope must be seen and the people who are in darkness when they see hope in you will desire the light am i speaking to someone When the people see the hope, the glory, the brightness in your life, they will begin to desire to want it too. That's the place where we need to get to. That's the calling that God has for us. That we will show forth the image of God. And so verse 5, he says, For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. Our lives are preaching. Is your life preaching Ask your neighbor? Is your life preaching? preach not ourselves, but we preach Jesus Christ. Some of us are preaching ourselves. Hey, let me leave that. I don't have time to go into that. We need to preach Jesus Christ. We need to declare Jesus Christ by the things we say and the things we do. This is what Paul is saying. For we preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as the Lord. He is the Lord. And we are his servants. We are under him, working for him and working with him. He calls us friends. He's called us core ears, core laborers with him. As we serve him, we make sure that Jesus is preached. John says, he must increase as I decrease. Jesus must be preached by your life. Hallelujah. Jesus must be preached by your life. Your life must preach Jesus. The good things that God is doing in your life must be a testimony for all to see. Your testimony is not about coming to tell us here yeah, what God has done. Your testimony is about can your neighbor know that you were sick and now you are healed. And it's thanks be to the healing power of Jesus Christ. Oh, I've bought a house. Oh, the house was so expensive. I didn't have enough money. But thanks be to the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is faith. Your testimony is about that. I was down and out. Abusing drugs and abusing all kinds. of things abused by others but God in his infinite mercy has saved me that's the testimony your testimony is not about just telling us what God has done here yes it will encourage me yes it will give me some excitement and I'm happy to hear it but above all your testimony must preach Christ outside your life must be preaching hallelujah your life must be preaching I arrived somewhere where people had heard a pastor is coming. I don't know why people think that, but sometimes people think a pastor is coming. They think some guy who is, who is uh, <laughs> just very simple, has nothing, you know, cannot, you know, and they just heard I'm a pastor. So by the time I arrived there and, and then they, they started to say, oh, the pastor has a PhD and the pastor has this and the pastor is working for this. And suddenly the atmosphere changes. And, and 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 I'm telling you this, church, because this is where we need to come to, where the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, in the testimony we give, when I say, I am a pastor, thanks be to Jesus Christ who has made my life this, people are able to link it up with what you say. People are able to say, yes, we see it. Amen. Yes, we see it. We recognize your message. When you tell people, I have peace, people should see peace on your face. You cannot say, I have peace, and your face looks like this. So what peace? I have joy. And people look at you and say, what, what, what? does he know, he know the meaning of joy? Even when you are sick and you say, I have faith, people must still see the hope of your faith. Even when you have no money in your pocket, but you say, I'm going to make it. People must be convinced by your statement that you're going to make it because you have faith. Ah, uh, you people are not getting what I'm saying. When, when people hear your story, and, and <laughs> I had a brother who was saying, I came from a place where I had no shoes. And now I'm wearing shoes. People must be able to say, yes, he does have shoes. But if you say, I came from a place where I had no shoes, and I still have no shoes. Jesus is great. People might not hear what you're saying. It doesn't matter if the shoe is like this, as long as you have shoes. It's a different story. Because we must come to a place where the Jesus we preach is manifest in our lives. The Jesus we preach is shown. Go Sean put verse 6 for me, and then I close. The Jesus we declare must be evident say for god who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts the light has shined in our hearts maybe your maybe your better english translation will say has shown in our hearts but in order for you to understand the word is shined it has shined in our hearts it's, it's bright in the inside of our hearts. And as it is bright in the inside of our hearts, it says to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. He's saying Jesus Christ, he, the face of Jesus Christ must be seen by the light that shines in our hearts. Hallelujah. The face of Jesus Christ must be seen by the light that shines in our hearts. People must look at your life, see your life, and say, there is Jesus in there. Oh, that person is walking with Jesus. They must hear your story when you've gone through a tough patch and say, there's Jesus in that story he was there on the boat with him and he brought him to the other side. Who am I speaking to? They must hear your story when you've been through that patch and they say while he was speaking, there's something that was happening within our hearts. There's something we were seeing and what we were seeing, it must be Jesus. The face of Jesus is the glory of God and it must be evident in us. God has called us. To show forth the glory of God. Rise to your feet with me. There is a knowledge that people must get when they see you. There is an understanding that people must get when they look upon your life. There is an understanding that people must grasp when they see you. And that is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. There is a picture that people must get when they see you. And that picture must reflect Jesus Christ. That picture must reflect Jesus Christ. I want you to pray for yourself right now. Just pray for yourself and say, Lord Jesus, help me to show your glory. Help me to show your glory. Help me to show you. Help me to show you, make my life a testimony of you. Make my life to reflect your glory, to reflect your praise, to reflect who you are. Pray, 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 pray. Oh God, oh Jesus, I want more of you to be shown in my life. Let the good news in my life not be hidden. The gospel is not hidden, says Paul. It's only hidden to those that choose not to see it. But God, for as many as are are choosing to see, let the gospel in my life, your good news in my life, let it be evident let it be evident from today onwards lord jesus let it be evident let it be evident let it be evident let me walk according to the good news according to the good news of the gospel in the name of jesus with all our eyes closed i want to make a call perhaps you are here you don't have jesus in your life you have never given your life to jesus and you say i want to have jesus I want him to show his glory, his praise, his honor in, through my life and in my life. I want to give you this opportunity to raise your hand where you are and I'll pray with you. You've never given your life to Jesus before. You've never committed your life to Jesus. And you say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I need you in my life. Just raise your hand where we are and I'll pray with you. Don't let this opportunity pass you, by. there's a glory, there's a power, there's a mercy. There's a mercy, there's a mercy, there's a mercy, there's a mercy. Oh, Jesus, I need you. I need you in my life today. I need you in my life today. You've never given your life to Jesus, but you say, I need you in my life today. Lord Jesus, I thank you for the hands that are lifted. And I pray, O God, that Jesus, you will touch these lives. That, Father God, Jehovah, as they raise their lives to you, Father, you will receive them. Receive them in your mercy. Receive them in your grace. Make them anew. Give them a new heart, a new life, a new place, O God, in your kingdom. And I pray that Heavenly Father, you will forgive them of their sins and wipe away the past. Wash them with the blood of the Lamb. Wash them with the blood of Jesus. And Father, Lord, I pray that from now on, let their lives reflect you. Let their lives show forth your praise. Let their lives show forth your glory. And may you be honored in their lives, O God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please see me. Those that had their hands raised after church and I'll pray with you and explain a few things in the name of Jesus I just want the rest of us just to pray and say father come on church to say father in the name of Jesus show me your glory that I may live in your glory that I may live by your glory that I may show the world your glory in the name of Jesus Make that your prayer right now. Just make that your prayer. Father, show me your glory. Let me manifest your glory. Lord, I pray that God, I may be, oh Jehovah, God, a, a, a channel of your glory, a channel of your praise, a channel of your honor, a channel of your power. In the name of Jesus, I pray, my God, that, oh Lord, in every member of this church, in everybody who's here today, that the gospel will not be hidden. The gospel will not be hidden, oh God, but Jehovah, it will be... Our in the open it will be out in the open to show praise and give glory to you lord i pray that heavenly father lord jehovah the world will see and know that these are your children these are your people in the name of jesus thank you heavenly father and i pray god that jehovah they will not faint I declare your power and strength over them. None, O God, shall faint. They will not tire, they will not be weary, they will not faint, O God, but they will continue to walk and continue to live by your glory, continue to show forth your praise. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that Jehovah, Father, you will meet them at their points of need. You will support them when they are in need, O oh God. You will enable them, Heavenly Father, when they are weak. And, Father, you will raise them up, Almighty God, to keep on moving and to keep on going. In the name of Jesus, they will succeed and reach their destinies, fulfill their callings in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God shout, Hallelujah show the glory of god tell your neighbor show the glory of god show the glory of god in jesus name we pray are we ready to go to nigeria